0: Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers and swears. Hi there, what's your name?
1: (laughs) My name's Evelyn Rogers, who are you?
0: I'm your father, Scott Rogers. What are we doing here?
1: Oh, it's a podcast. About what? The magicians. And? Magicians related things. And? And? uh sometimes other things
0: and this episode bestiality
1: yes um yeah we're a magician's podcast and today we're talking about season three episode 12 the fallorian candidate
0: directed by joshua butler hooray we're done no
1: no 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 all right tell us about this episode
0: actually this episode starts with an awesome recap by our man josh
1: yes you were complaining ex- about the episode and you're like i already know what they're gonna say they are going to be like previously on the magicians and it's gonna be a bunch of blood and a bunch of violence and a bunch of terrible things and it's gonna suck and then as you said that josh came on screen you perked up like a little happy puppy
0: well josh is awesome and it was funny when they do that i like when they do
1: uh-huh, it's like the end of season thing
0: yes yeah but it's not the end of the season
1: it's almost the end of the season This is the second to last episode.
0: Okay. Well, guess who's going to be on the next episode? Mom. That's right. Mom. Yeah. So you have that to look forward to. But right now, you're stuck with me. Yeah. As always.
1: Yeah. But there was a Josh montage kind of summary. He's basically recapping everything that's happened in the previous seasons to Penny 23, um, including when he had a threesome with some harpies, footage not available, um and he, he explains that penny had a lot of drama with his hands um and you know made his whole contract that whole thing and he's like well here is my but that's not important here's my giant chart of um hookups Hook and murders
0: All right we never saw the murder part we only saw the hookup part
1: yeah but basically he has this giant kind of pepe Silvia chart with every like uh, headshot of every character that slept together um and as he's beginning to explain that to penny 23 katie runs in and she goes oh my god penny i can't believe it's you and penny 23 is like i am not your penny oops and that's where is the that episode why you begins don't, is that why
0: you don't like penny 23 because he refuses to acknowledge the penny katie relationship
1: no that's not why i don't like him why not because he
0: wears too many shirts
1: <laughs> i don't like him because he's like a blander version of penny 40. it's the
0: same actor
1: i know but he manages to make a distinct difference and make me hate him and you know what props to arjun gupta that means he's good at his job uh but I are you supposed penny to hate 23.
0: penny 23
1: no but i don't like him
0: i, think I you're don't being, like him. i think you're being a little too rough on penny 23
1: no no because he also doesn't understand the concept of consent Um, And that's another reason I don't like him. Okay,
0: I consent that we continue.
1: But then we see Julia, Alice, and Quentin in the physical kid's cottage. Um, Julia has been hearing noises all day. It's kind of like high-pitched ringing in her ears. And um, Alice suggests that they research about this monster that's behind the door at the end of the world or whatever and find out, like, what's in the castle, like, what's inside And, um, she says, well, maybe we could go to the library and figure that out. And, you know, Quentin's kind of like, he's like, no, thanks. I don't want to get into it. But, you know, actually maybe we should go to the library because they do have information. But they ask, um, Julia to ask Penny 23 to go follow Alice to, um, listen in. And, um, Julia and Penny kind of have this talk where he's like, you know, we're not a thing, but ooh, baby, I can make us a thing um, and then we see, uh, Zelda and Alice and Zelda explains that the castle at the end of the world, you know, no one really knows like what's inside of it and that it's been a mystery for like years and that the gang should just ask someone who's been inside, AKA a God. Um, and then Zelda brings out this siphon and she, um, gives it to Alice and says that all you gotta do is power it up get some power from Julia maybe because our other source ran out and then when the time is right you'll have 30 seconds to put it on the magic source before we can you know use it and Alice is kind of on the fence about you know using Julia. Zelda brings out one of the little like fairy cocaines and she's like you gotta do what you must and Alice is like I I don't really know but then she takes the bottle anyway and then we see this cool shot of Alice walking through Penny 23 as he astral projects and sneaks in on on them um and then we see them on jack of josh fenn margo and elliot they went grocery shopping for taco tuesday um and elliot and pigeon taco tuesday pigeon taco tuesday and elliot and fenn have a conversation where elliot says you know i'm not a king anymore you don't have to stay for my sake and fenn says you know If I hadn't married you, that I would have been in my village with, like, one of the three dudes that, you know, live there, and those guys want to kill you and throw you off a waterfall, what do you think they're gonna do to me? (laughs) Like, you're stuck with me, and I'm stuck with you. It's just, it is what it is. Um, So... Then we see Josh and Margot, and they're talking over, like, what are they going to do about the fairy queen? She sends a response, but the response they get is a bunny that just says, eat my ass.
0: Yeah, charming. And,
1: And they're not sure if that is an actual response from the fairy queen or something else. So they go to talk to someone who knows the fairy queen. Frey and we go to the uh honeyclaw club i believe is the name of the bar
0: how do you know the name of the bar
1: i read the name of the sign um and Frey is working as a barmaid uh you mean a bearmaid a, a bearmaid a bartender and
0: bartender
1: she doesn't want anything to do with the fairy world and they're like well didn't you have like fairy step siblings you could talk to and she was like no um there are only stolen human children in the fairy realm there are never any fairy children and she, you know, doesn't really want to, like, help them out. And she's like, my life is really weird. I don't fit in anywhere. Don't fit in with the fairies. I don't fit in with the humans. Why do you think I'm working at an animal bar? And we see Margot talking to a bear. It's Humble Drum. Yay.
0: Humble Drum. Sadly, no... Um, no
1: little waistcoat.
0: No, and no uh, stick man.
1: No, no Farvel to be seen. No. And it is so painful. It hurts Farvel me. Farvel guts. It stiffed. hurts me. <laughs> it hurts me inside. But, um, you know, it turns out that Frey is actually dating Humble Drum. He's not a bear boss, but he's a bear boyfriend. You mean a bear friend? A bear friend. Um, But he really wants Elliot's approval because he thinks that Elliot is actually Frey's dad.
0: And you know what? That is good advice for anybody dating anybody. You should always seek the father's approval.
1: Mm, Don't listen to that. Let that be
0: a hint to you.
1: No, don't listen to that um but they elliot and margot and all the gang they're like yo we just want to bring peace for the humans and the fairies for real and the bears and the bears and you know because humble drum like loves her and she really loves humble drum um elliot uh leans over to Frey, and he like takes her hand he says i'm gonna tell you something that i wish my father had always said to me I'm so happy you're dating a bear. (laughs) And he gives her, uh, gives Humble Drum his blessing. Do you think
0: Elliot would date a bear, though? Uh, yeah, he would. No, I think he's more of a twink-liker than a (laughs) bear-liker.
1: Well, yes. But (laughs) I think he's versatile. Um, (laughs) but, um, Frey says, thanks, Dad! And Humble Drum says, thanks, Frey's dad. But it's really sweet, because it's like this acknowledgement of the the kind of found family of Frey and elliot's relationship mm-hmm. um and then we cut back to quentin julia katie penny all the gang you know alice is there she gives her kind of report from the library we find out that Olu oh, you hasn't been answering julia's prayers and that Bacchus got <laughs> banned from instagram for a terms of service violation involving nipples um and they find out from penny 23 that alice was lying through omission to them about the siphon and about how she has to steal Julia's powers in order to power it. Um, And then we see Katie. She's been trying to use the unity key to contact Penny um, because he's stuck um, in the underworld and we haven't been able to talk to him this whole time. Um, And Penny 23 comes in and sees her doing that. He says, oh, you're trying to talk to the other Penny. And she's like, you know, you're actually the other Penny. And I agree, Katie. He is the other Penny. I don't appreciate the replacement. Um, Let it go. No, I will never let it go. (laughs) Um, And Katie points out that everyone's been acting like finding Penny 23 is enough where their Penny is still stuck in the underworld and no one's done anything to try and help him out of it. The only person who did try was Alice, but then she went comatose. Yeah, but you know what happens if you
0: get the other Penny? What? you have two cents. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i would take that i would i would be so happy to have two arjuns on the pot uh, uh, on the pot on the show yeah, but that I does happen
0: want, i know you'd want an arjun sandwich
1: oh god no um we do see that eventually but it's that makes me mad too so i can't appreciate it and it sucks
0: is that a spoiler
1: no it's not since season four um but you know penny 23 research you know i'm not the person you love and she's like yeah you know well julia isn't either julia is very different and uh and so he asked her to explain why so basically katie gives a whole summary just like josh did of all the events of what happened in like julia's kind of vibe and um about reynard and all that stuff and penny 23 asks you know Maybe they could find Reynard because he is a god, and then they could also get, like, revenge in the same breath, which is, like, good on him, you know? He understands. Good vibe. Yeah, and then we go back to the Honeyclaw Club where we see the Fairy Queen, beautiful Candace Kane. We love her. She's the best. And she says, you know, why should I help you guys? You're not kings or queens anymore. I could just take Fillory for myself, and you guys could do nothing about it. Um, but Margo says, you know, you can't wait cause you don't have any fairy children. You can't reproduce in the fairy realm. You can only do it on earth, uh, in Fillory. Uh, they could probably do it on earth too. Um, there's, there's wet places on earth.
0: <laughs> Florida. There's,
1: there's damp places. Um, but she says that Tick Pickwick now speaks for the people of Fillory. So you can only come back to me if you have a crown or an army. Um, And then we see Julia, she hears Dean Fogg and she, uh, goes to him and asks him if he's okay and he's like, no, no, I'm fine. She's like, no, you're lying. (laughs) Why, why on earth do I have this power to help if I'm not going to help people? You know, I can feel what other people are feeling and Dean Fogg says, you know, you're probably hearing prayers. And she offers to fix his eyes, and he's like, well, you know, um, no, you shouldn't, because it will change, like, the whole being of me, and you won't be able to heal heal me or anything. And she's like, yeah, that's if I were a magician, but I'm something more than that. And she fixes his eyes. Uh, Hooray, he can see. He doesn't have to wear He can see clearly now anymore. the rain is gone. Yeah. You don't like my joke?
0: It's a song, not a
1: joke. It's still a joke, though. All right, keep I'm going. sorry. <laughs> um, and then we see Elliot, Margo, and Josh Can on the mud Can you mud-jack. see all
0: obstacles in your way? Yeah. Then you better steer the mudjack around them.
1: <laughs> but we see them having Taco Tuesday, and With Josh pigeon. is like, you know, I put some pigeon meat in this, and it made it taste really bad so once again
0: <laughs> reaffirming my theory that food is terrible in fillery
1: uh-huh yeah well they don't have any like seasoning or anything i guess
0: they have cows was that
1: sentient pigeon though
0: yeah was it a talking was pigeon? it a
1: talking pigeon i don't know maybe possibly maybe it was we
0: find out later
1: if it's a talking pigeon I don't think so. No,
0: we find out what the population of talking animals is in oh, Fillory, yeah. so there's a good chance that mm. it is a talking pigeon.
1: Maybe. But
0: and but it had an incredibly foul mouth, so that's okay.
1: <laughs> um, but, you know, Margo is giving this huge plan of, like, we take back Fillory, you know, using combined armies of Loria and the people of the Floating Mountain, and Josh says, you know, why don't we go with the original idea that we had before everything went to shit? Why don't we bring democracy to Fillory?
0: Again, Josh, the voice of reason.
1: Well, Josh in this episode is very much like Book Josh, yes. which I enjoy. Yeah, me too. He's very, he's very nice, very goofy and fun. I this love him. This was
0: the best Josh maybe ever.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like Josh in this episode. Me too. Still do. My opinion on him fluctuates.
0: Yeah, I know. You're a real flux. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but what they do is they <laughs> go to a printer and they print a bunch of. No, they pamphlets. go to Kinko's. They go to Kinko's and Which they print a bunch of posters. Which doesn't even exist anymore. They print a bunch of posters. Immediately
0: dating this TV show. Uh-huh. In 2015 when Kinko still existed. It
1: was not 2015 when they made this. 2012. 2018.
0: 2009. 2018. 2007.
1: 2018. But they go and make a bunch of posters declaring that there will be an election so then everyone thinks there's going to be an election. So then we get to see Tick Pickwick and Rafe and Abigail. We love them. Shout out to Sergio. Shout out to Sassy. Shout out to Rizwan. Um, And they are now the people are now convinced that there's going to be an election and it's much harder to take things away than it is to, you know, not have. Yes. Them at once all. you let
0: the genie out of the bottle, yep. you can't jam the genie back in as much as you want to jam yep. the genie.
1: So then comes the question of who's going to be on the ballot. And Elliot pulls Margot aside and says, I think that I should be on the ballot because Fillory is historically patriarchal and you know, they're pretty backwards and it took Uh, it's going to take forever to drag them into the 20th century, let alone the 21st century. So I think that we should lead with our best foot forward and our best foot, you know, happens to have a dick on it.
0: Um, Which sucks for
1: Margot because she worked so hard for her crown and she was the only one truly, aside from Elliot... Doing real governing. The well, whole time. but
0: uh, Margot, even like when Elliot was gone, yeah, Margo when Elliot was the was one gone. holding down the Yes. Ship.
1: She has done the majority of the governing the whole time. Yep. And to see this opportunity kind of taken away for her it sucks so much.
0: Damn you, patriarchy. <laughs> oh wait, I'm the patriarchy.
1: <laughs> yes, you are. Gosh,
0: yay, patriarchy. No! Go. Um subjugate.
1: No, shut up. But then we see Josh and he's like, guys, okay, I need to hop through the portal real quick. And then, as he's speaking, Julia appears and she just fucking teleports. Also, I should say Stella looks really nice in this episode. She like, does. her eyeshadow's really nice, and I love her whole outfit. She it's cleans really up real well. Um, but she appears and um, she goes with Josh to restore the forest that she burnt down when she was shadeless. Yes. And at first, she brings like one little bud, and then her eyes glow, and she brings up a whole forest.
0: Now, here's the question Are those trees sentient trees? Or are they just dumb trees? because like she killed sentient trees that is true and i think maybe these they're baby, trees
1: i think they're baby sentient trees these trees so, like, did
0: not talk
1: so maybe they're baby sentient trees meaning that like they brought back in their like toddler level so now they have to relearn speech again and then they'll eventually become like ant equivalents again
0: that's very wishful thinking on your behalf
1: well julia has some good magic that's true so you know it would probably work that way um, but then Josh hands out a bunch of pamphlets to people yes, vote, for the, vote for the children of earth vote for the children of earth and then we see Alice and Quentin in the library and we see this very great kind of establishing shot of like a one point perspective of Alice researching and Quentin walks up to her she, and it's a I nice have, shot
0: I do have to say that that top is very fetching on Alice uh-huh. <laughs> isn't it interesting it's like doilies
1: yeah well that's what Alice wears a lot
0: a lot of doily
1: yeah um a but lot of tool. Quentin questions Alice and he says, You know, what does the siphon do? And like, why did you get it? And Alice says, You spied on me. He's like, Why doesn't it look does like an a answer. siphon? It looks like a little. It a looks little, like an orb. Yeah, it looks like an orb.
0: That's not a siphon. Do
1: you not like orbs?
0: Orbs are not siphons.
1: They can be siphons no, if, you, they can't. if you try hard. Enough.
0: No, siphon redirects things. Yeah, no, This orb is just an orb.
1: It redirects. It's a magical siphon. There's
0: nowhere to go, though. An orb is circular. It goes around in a circle.
1: Uh-huh.
0: A siphon goes somewhere. Uh-huh. Like a snorkel. Uh- this should have been a snorkel.
1: <laughs> a snorkel? Yes. No. Um, but Alice says, hey, the siphon's a safeguard against magic, and it diverts magic to the library. And you know she says that it'll protect people from you know maybe casting spells or using magic in a way that's bad and will be harmful and Quentin says you know why should the library get to choose who gets to use magic or not um and quinton says to alice you know i know that you love magic and that you're very good at it but i also know that you're terrified for what you'll do if you like have that power again right. and um alice is like no it's better this way but quinton says taking away that choice is not the answer like if you never give people the choice to um improve themselves then they will never improve and and he says you know we have we have seven keys we have eight questers we can definitely do this without you and that doesn't quite add up though. and then alice you know comes up to quinn and she's like well just remember when you if you turn magic back on your dad's gonna come out of remission get cancer and die yeah <laughs> think about
0: really it really nice <laughs>
1: She just walks away.
0: I don't like this Alice Q relationship. It has gone downhill. It well, used to be... they've
1: been broken up since like fucking season one. But dude. it used to
0: be so nice and light and happy. Yeah, in
1: season one for yeah. maybe two episodes. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, those, bro, they've those never good episodes.
1: really, really been together. No, I you know. know,
0: it's like a fake relationship. It
1: is, and it sucks. I, I will not so get So who should it.
0: Alice go out with instead? Let's
1: Penny 23. I think Penny 23 and Alice should get together because I think their personality would temper each other. So who and it should- would be very interesting. So
0: who should Quentin go out with?
1: Uh, Elliot is the obvious answer. Thank you very much. Well, then who
0: would Margot go out with?
1: Also Elliot and Quentin. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> that doesn't line up with Josh's chart.
1: <laughs> no, it does. It does. There was a little triangle between Margot, Quentin, and Elliot. Oh, that's
0: true. And there was yeah. a line from uh penny and alice
1: yeah so it perfectly works out i've got you bitch (laughs) um but then we see josh and he and we see this kind of montage that begins of josh and initially updating everyone about how the election's going and how children of earth are back on top and then we see abigail and rafe And how, you know, the people don't understand what you stand for, Tick, and you need to make yourself clear. So Tick starts giving out policy, but it's, like, super overwrought. And Mm. so Elliot's like, oh, I can fucking one-up him. Let's fucking go. You get ten free sacks of grain, and everyone's like, how are we going to do that? And he's like, no, first rule of politics, you just promise things. It doesn't mean you actually have to do them. Oh, you mean like Trump? I mean like many, every president that ever existed. Well, we've
0: been getting some of the promises so far.
1: Mm, Not look, all of them. Take a look at that promise of student debt cancellation we going all have, the way down to 0%. We still
0: have three more years.
1: hmm But um, Elliot starts promising all kinds of things, and so does Tick. and we see, like, power plants. Hey, man, and... I never got
0: my student debt alleviated.
1: Yeah, which is why it would be good for other people to have that gone.
0: Yes, it would be good for other people to have that gone.
1: Yeah. Um, and... Don't I
0: get reimbursement for my college education?
1: Maybe. Maybe that would be a thing. You could petition.
0: I could petition a reimbursement for my college education retroactively all the way back to 1992. Yes. That's a long... That seems like a long time. (laughs) I don't think they'd go for it.
1: But um, Tick promises, you know, famine control and all these kind of stuff. And Elliot promises uh, free health care, wealth, feasts, boat parties. And we see their posters going back and forth, being stapled over each other Mm -hmm. and... And nailed over each other at the post until Tick leaks Elliot's transcript of the trial in which he called Fillory, you know, like a terrible place to live. Well, yeah, their food
0: is terrible Mm -hmm. and it's not very civilized. it's all over
1: for Elliot.
0: And there's only one bathtub in the castle that the fairy is always in.
1: Well, they got the bathtub back.
0: That's true. Man, how much scrubbing did they have to do to get all that fairy schmutz out of there? It was just milk milk schmutz that leaves that curdles Eh. it's gonna smell like milk
1: constantly clean milk it's gonna
0: smell like fairy milk
1: fairy milk yeah yeah um but then we see do you think fairy milk
0: tastes like birthday cake milk have you ever heard of birthday cake no. milk? No, no. Birthday We're cake milk is blue. And that's what our episode is brought by. No. Birthday cake milk. No. It's blue and no. it doesn't come from Tatooine. No. Instead, it tastes like a birthday cake, which isn't blue. No. So that makes no sense. No. And why is milk cake? Aren't no. you supposed to drink milk with cake? Do you really want to drink no. something that tastes like the cake you're already eating? No. Birthday no. milk. No. I don't know where the hell you'd find it, no. but I hear it's somewhere. No. Maybe in Arizona near no. you. no, 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 no,
1: no. no.
0: Now, I feel like I want some cake.
1: No, <laughs> you're not having cake. Did you cake. bring me a cake? I did not bring you cake. Are you
0: going to get me a cake? It's
1: not your birthday.
0: Are you, it's soon.
1: Not yet. Are though. you going
0: to make me a cake? No. No? Unless
1: you're not going to make me little cake. cakes? Do you want a cake?
0: I want a cake for my birthday. But like, Who doesn't what want shape a cake? Of cake? I told uh, listeners, you heard what kind of cake I wanted many episodes I ago. Don't re-listen if to you the remember episodes. what cake I wanted, write <laughs> in, right email in. us. To remind Evelyn what kind of cake her dad wants for birthday. Their dad. Their dad wants for their birthday.
1: Chocolate cake? Chocolate ice cream? Oh, my God. A chocolate log I don't want, cake. No, I don't want chocolate Baskin ice cream. Robbins that's actually... Log cake. that's log Mom good. had that one. But year you know so what good. I
0: want. What kind of chocolate... Choc- uh, chocolate German...
1: German chocolate German cake. German chocolate cake. This
0: Although the roll cakes are pretty good. This
1: some Rogers lore.
0: Yeah, well, no, it's just...
1: Scott lore. That's
0: just what I like. Uh-huh. I like German chocolate cake at Baskin-Robbins that you can only get in February. Yeah. Which Because Baskin-Robbins sucks. Uh-huh. I mean, they're great. I love them, but uh-huh. they're terrible because they only my favorite ice cream like uh-huh. for two months out of the year which is terrible could you imagine one of your favorite I like things
1: fudge. could you
0: imagine if they didn't have jamocha almond fudge
1: i would just except get for two months flavor. of the year
0: what flavor would you get to replace jamocha almond fudge
1: dark chocolate
0: that's no replacement.
1: It's still very good, though. It's fudgy, and yeah. it has
0: almonds in it. No, just and dark chocolate. And it's got chocolate. Jamocha, whatever that is.
1: I don't eat it as much, actually. What, My favorite the... one is, like, the dark chocolate with the chips in I it. thought
0: you were just going to say your favorite was ice.
1: No, that's Jack. You just My brother ice. just eats ice. Well, no, he doesn't
0: ice. He isn't iced up as much as he used to. Iced
1: up. Speaking of icing up, uh, we see Julia, and she's a- listening to a bunch of prayers. <laughs> she's, like, sitting on a little desk and floating a bunch of stuff. And then we see Katie and Penny 23 come in and they ask Julia if she can locate Reynard. And Julia says, you know, we don't know what he's capable of, but we got to find him so we can ask him what's at the end of the world. Um, and so...
0: Why would Reynard know?
1: Because he's a god, and all the gods know what's at the castle at the end of the he world. He seems
0: like kind of a young god. He doesn't seem like an older god.
1: But he still knows. And so Julia transports everyone, um, to Reynard, And turns out that he is a pizza delivery guy. And, um...
0: Well, you gotta do something for a He's got a
1: bunch of feminist lit in his shitty little apartment. And he's like, I have changed, you know. And Julia's like, well, I don't fucking believe it for a second. You were always a fucking liar and a trickster. And you still are, even without your god powers. And... Even without a pizza. He's like, fine, go get in your mess. You know, the reason the gods had the... You know, maybe there was a reason the gods had the architect put the castle at the end of the world. And they're like, oh, an architect? And he's like, you know what? Fucking whatever and julia threatens him and she says you know look at this look at this this tiny little spark from you turned into something bigger that you will ever be um and that you that you ever were um but uh reynard pulls out a gun and he tries to shoot julia um
0: but she snaps
1: but she snaps and she freezes him and also reynard tells them this is before the gun stuff that um, the castle holds a monster. It's where the old gods put the mistakes that they made before they created the new ones. Um, So it's kind of like a little bit of like a Zeus trapping the Titans kind of deal, Mm -hmm. you know? Um,
0: Somebody's been watching Hercules again.
1: (laughs) I love Hercules. This episode brought to you by Hercules, 1997 animated film by Disney during the Renaissance era. Um,
0: I would say that hercules is one of the three best disney movies ever. i
1: would agree the next one is like hunchback of notre dame wrong i'm correct
0: wrong I'm correct. incorrect hunchback of notre dame. has bad songs
1: no it does not it
0: does have bad songs. i was
1: watching the musical today no
0: not the musical yeah no, the musical about the has the songs
1: from the movie in it no
0: yeah and, it does and you know what else the musical did what? took up a bunch of space in the back of disneyland that no, they eventually no, plowed over an, to turn a into galaxy's edge it was not
1: disneyland you yeah it was idiot. i'm it talking was. about the actual off-broadway show i'm talking about the festival dummy. of fools i'm not talking about that where I'm you did about your, your, actual Broadway band, your show. choir
0: awards uh yeah yeah when you whatever were at disneyland.
1: whatever but all right what's the third one then third smarty pants one, yeah uh emperor's new groove
0: mm, i would say that's number four
1: that's I do say it, number it was three bias because it, my friend's dad is in it. But number you know. three? Yeah.
0: Aladdin. No. Yeah. No. The yeah. Aladdin
1: show at Disney, yes.
0: Aladdin, Aladdin. No. Everything Aladdin. The Aladdin
1: show is no. better than the movie.
0: What? You are wrong. I'm correct. No, you're and incorrect. And you know what's
1: better than Aladdin, the movie? Uh, Twisted, the musical by Star Kid. Thank you. No. It's their best musical. Bite me. Bite you? Fight me.
0: No. Their best one is um the one about the alien starship yeah
1: uh that one may be my favorite but it's not their best what it's not it's three hours long yeah
0: so they were still learning how to write
1: yeah i their best musical is twisted because it's the most technically sophisticated It has the funniest jokes and it has um just the best kind of fun little content it's just the best i rewatch it all the time it's my favorite one
0: that you want to know what my other favorite disney film is
1: what is it you know what it Star is? Star Wars, a new Hope. No, that's
0: not a Disney film, and I refuse to believe that Stanley or Mark Hamill is a Disney legend. That is a slap <laughs> in the your, face your, to real Disney legends other, like Kurt Russell.
1: What is your other? And Don Knotts. What is your other favorite Disney movie? Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Even
0: though it has a very regrettable it's sequence. Very racist, Dad. I know, I know, it's very I know. I feel very bad. For that, it was bad. It was even back then. It was a bad representation. But come on, it has great you know what's the songs. I know. The two thousand three Peter Pan, Peter Pan right. m-
1: movie made the, by Universal. Absolutely.
0: And you know what the worst movie ever made was? Hook. Hook is garbage.
1: That's a lie. It's that is not, the, two, the Oh, I haven't even movie. seen
0: that one. That one's Hook is a
1: good movie. No, the Hook co- is co- the not a good movie.
0: The set is amazing. The set is amazing. I was there. I actually. Is no, he's okay.
1: Don't be mean
0: no julia roberts barf talking as tinkerbell <laughs> but what about barf, no, fuck rufio, rufio. <laughs> fuck rufio like... i no. hate rufio with the passion of no. a thousand burning suns no. and i hate that food fight and no. i hate that fucking skateboard ramp <laughs> fuck Steven Spielberg up you know the what, ass you know for what, no no watch but then, your mouth but sir. then
1: no you know what's good Peter I take and the Starcatcher but I, like no, no garbage no, But the Broadway- garbage
0: Peter and the Star Castle <laughs> but the, fan fiction garbage
1: but the off Broadway version starring Jason wrong. Ralph as Peter Pan wrong no we have to support him I don't care we have to support him I don't care I, as I, much I'm, as we I'm love sure Jason he was very Ralph good in it. I'm sure wish, he was great but I not want it to exist hey if you want to send me a bootleg link to that show I would love to Peter and the
0: Star Starcatcher is the harry potter and the and the cursed child of uh (laughs) fiction i
1: thought it was good when i read it the
0: cursed child no
1: peter and the star no
0: it's garbage i love
1: the bit where he keeps one-upping that girl and like keeps adding years to his age every time he finds out that a kid is older than him it's the best. I love that little. Why would thinking. he want
0: to be older? He'd want to be younger. Because
1: he's he's trying to be more authoritative.
0: No, that's not true. Peter Pan doesn't give a shit about how old he is. He cares about. Yeah, he's, he's
1: like a little six-year-old demon. And with he's baby like a teeth, five-year-old.
0: When do kids start losing their teeth?
1: um probably around four or five yeah right yeah. he's like five years old he's like yeah. a baby he's scary he's, he's a murder people. baby that's what's so
0: people. awesome about Peter Pan um
1: speaking of Peter Pan um they Julius steals takes the gun from Reynard and they find out that the god-killing bullet that they made to kill him is in there and that um, they ask him where he got it from, and he says that Olu left him just to rot. But his stepfather Hades took pity on him and gave him the gun to kill himself. And
0: then Penny says, "You should just shoot him with it," and I agree with Penny.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I know they're using they say, the bullet p- hey, for a plot it? device. Why don't we use it to kill no, the you know god it, creature that's at the end of the right, world? Right, right, right. But you, know what, a yeah, but you know what? To it's god killing. Yeah, To be fair, it doesn't work out. But, but you know, know what? It was a nice try. You know what it sounds like? What
0: it sounds like the right forgot that they had written about that god bullet because when uh-huh. was the last time we saw that god bullet
1: uh and uh season two yeah right end of season two
0: yeah so yeah
1: but um Penny's 23 says you know aren't didn't you guys want to punish him and katie and julia just kind of look at him and they're like well he is being punished well, and we're frozen. happy about it he's frozen in space well not space. just frozen but he's also just like is yeah he, he lives there in forever? a terrible apartment and he sucks well um so then we see rafe and he is on the muntjac, jack, and he's come to deliver the election results. So we find out that Elliot has lost the election. Aww. But we also found, find out that Tick lost the election. Yay. And Margot <gasps> became High King. <sighs> she was a write in from the Talking Animals. Yay, because she was drum. the very first human to ever kind of tackle the issues that they wanted to tackle
0: like bestiality.
1: Like bestiality, because there are certain taboo subjects. That no one has ever been brave enough to speak about. I'm and sorry, but Rafe is just if so. If you tapped. have
0: talking animals. Oh, no,
1: Marco's like, oh, you really love that sloth, don't you? And he just looks down all bashful. Yes, uh, he does I love that. Sloth. Everyone should stan Raphael, the best ship, Raffigale. the best ship in the Magicians, the so, only one that actually ever exists, and ah. should have been fully canon. They should have gotten. 100% married i deserve to see them get married you want
0: to see abigail on a veil
1: yes absolutely with a tiny little sloth ring for her little paw massive claw yes for her giant massive claw just a little ring oh my god yes i would love to have seen that um i'm gonna draw it now
0: okay you draw that um what was i gonna say oh yes i was gonna say that the talking animals have been in fillery for how long
1: Years upon years, decades, upon years.
0: millennia, whatever. Yeah, right, but
1: they've never had an election. So but that's
0: how, a lot. no, 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 no. I'll so the come, po- we find
1: out that the human population is fifty thousand, and there's like a right, million or so. Why don't you think animals.
0: that animal-human relations would be more common and less frowned upon?
1: I guess, but if a majority not. of the
0: population is talking animals, and there's only so many humans. Now, granted, you can't really. Well, you could make a centaur, right? There I mean, are what centyrs, about. But they're
1: a separate species. What
0: about fawns?
1: They're not in this. There's they only be. one. Who's the fawn? And it's the uh, white lady.
0: Right. What about um, uh, that peacock? All man? of the
1: questing creatures are separate creatures. Right. They are magical creatures that are. Devoid of the life but of the But they're half Valorians.
0: human, half Yes, but that's animal. just because
1: they didn't want to have actual creatures be the questing creatures.
0: Well, they do a good job with the bear.
1: Yeah, but, you know, you make a bear's mouth move and then you dub over it. Well, how do you make you a do ba-
0: bear's mouth move? You
1: give him some food. You like You make what? him chew. You know, that's Is it like giving Sergio a dog you give peanut a, butter? You give a sloth a grape and then it chews. It looks like it's talking. It's the same kind of thing. Mm,
0: Sergio sloth ventriloquist I thought, I thought you
1: were gonna go mm, grapes no <laughs> i mean grapes are good but yes but um uh rafe he he says on behalf of abigail i'd like to swear allegiance i'd like to be the first one to swear allegiance to our new high king Aww. and then um margo apologizes to elliot and Elliot gets down on a, on a knee and he says, "Let me be the second. Aww. And, he and says, then nobody else
0: does. That's it. And Margo, Margo looks only like has two people. She's gonna
1: cry. And he like takes her hand and he says, "Hi, King Margot. Long may you reign." And it's it's so deserved. Yes, it is. And that's what's just so wonderful. She has about been it. through so much. She's shit. She's been through so much shit, and she finally gets to rule yes. before she gets one episode to be high king before it gets taken away from her, and it's great. And we love it.
0: What, that it gets taken away from her? Yeah,
1: because everyone's identities gets erased in season four, and so she's no longer High King, and then she comes back. Spoilers! This is a spoilerful podcast, and that happens in season four. Um, but then we get that. to see Margot's coronation, and she's super nervous as she walks up to her singular throne. And she has and a
0: leaf for an eye patch, she... and she looks like the beast. Uh,
1: no, she has she a doesn't. leaf over her no, face. She, ah! she, looks, she looks at Elliot, and they have this wonderful little moment together where she's clearly very nervous, but he, like, assures her with his eyes. And it's just so sweet. And then we see Elliot. He goes to tick and he said and tick's like i choose death by a thousand pokes i've heard Uh, that you know you stop feeling them after the first a hundred
0: i feel bad you know why why because we don't have any more evil tick he was so great as evil well he should have been a a persistent evil
1: that's an idea for your fan fiction (laughs) you should see the face he's giving me um but elliot says to tick you know we're not going to kill you tick we need you in our cabinet because you do have really good policy ideas. But you are going to have 24-7 security because we don't fucking trust you, but we do need you. Um, and then we see Margot and Elliot and Fed and... The fairy queen is there, and Margot says um, every fairy is going to get citizenship. They're going to get protection, and a fairy ambassador is going to have a seat in her cabinet. Right,
0: and only one fairy will get ground up a year yeah, for fairy. Days. No,
1: <laughs> um, and uh, in exchange, they get the key to the sixth. Uh, the sixth key, and the fairy queen says yes after we move the last fairy from our realm, and she says, you know. I, the fairy queen says to Margot, "I always saw something in you. It's so great to see that you finally see it in yourself." And she says, "As a gift, um, she gives Margot a fairy eye." And who does ha- she pull it from? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, but the fairy eye will helps Margot see into kind of other worlds and see all kind of hidden things that are see there. Into the heart of men, basically. But she um, the, the fairy shadow. Queen kind of hides the eye. You don't get that at all, do you? No seen to the hearts of men it's like lord of the rings who
0: knows what evil lurks in the heart of men only the shadow knows yeah And
1: <laughs> well, then we see katie with the unity key <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me um and the unity key finally wait works. we never got
0: to hear poor fen
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends, this... like, can I have some fairy toes?
0: Yeah. I mean, you can give Margot some fairy eye. You can at least give him some fairy toes. You just right? chop
1: off someone's toes. Just
0: take. What's her name's foot?
1: <laughs> Sky.
0: Yeah, she wasn't using it. No, it she... got chopped off.
1: Then she wouldn't just have two give feet. Fen the. Let her have her one foot.
0: No, that foot's Let not. That foot's not going foot. on back. Put that toe no. on.
1: No. Fen. Let her live. Let her have her feet.
0: Does she get? She didn't get her foot back. She had a wooden leg.
1: Yeah, she. So
0: that foot's not being used by anybody. No,
1: she's using that foot to, to balance. What? To walk.
0: To walk. Like a to cane. Balance. So she has a wooden oh foot, God, and she's Dad. using the foot as oh a God. cane. But
1: Katie is using the Unity key to try and talk to Everybody. Penny. Well, she contacts everyone, and they're like... And Josh is like, oh, do we have to sing again? <laughs> and everyone's overlapping and talking to each other. And she hears Penny, and she calls out for him, and she says, Penny, I'm going to go get you. I'm going to save you. I love you. I'm not leaving you behind. I love you so much. And Penny says, you know, uh, Katie, it's not me. It's me, the uh, the other Penny. It's the me. Penny's cereal-eating Penny. Cereal eating Penny. Uh, he's eating cereal in the cottage, and, you know... The key M-A- has officially re- replaced Penny with Penny 23.
0: That's because the and, other Penny's dead. And in the other I'm world,
1: so mad. I'm so mad. You're um, just going to have to live with it. But then we see the... Just like Katie. Mm, it sucks. Uh, it sucks and I'm mad about it. Um, and then we see that uh, the book has finally finished around the last chapter, chapter eight. But mm-hmm. um, well, what
0: about the bibliography or the appendices? No, there's no works cited. They're like, we got to find a ninth key because no, we have to get the index. There's
1: no works cited. Um, but um, Quentin is now having a kind of like worry moment mm-hmm. because of what alice said about his dad getting cancer way again. to get
0: inside q's head well, she, alice. Knows, she
1: knows how to do that I they know. both know how to do that because you know they really no she's not evil she's they now, both know each other evil. enough to poke and prod at each other's yeah. insecurities what because they were together when i
0: poke and prod at your mother no
1: you no well yes you are <laughs> um but quentin says you know what if the thing the quest wants me to be is cold and And to be able to sacrifice the people I love.
0: It's too late. He's already cold water.
1: (laughs) No. And Julia says, then the quest fucked up when it chose Quentin Coldwater. And it's just interesting, like, kind of perspective of, like, the Quentin's expectation of what the quest wants him to be is someone who's very hardened by the kind of trauma that he's went through and all the experience that he's went through through the quest. And then later... Uh, uh, and he talks about sacrificing the people he left but this is like in a cold context you know it's in this kind of awful kind of connotation but then in season four um when we get to escape from the happy place um we see the happy place Quentin which is the one from Elliot's brain he's like super soft and nice actually I'd argue more gentle than the one the actual Quentin we see in the real world um and that Quentin says you know you sacrifice for the people you love mm-hmm. but it's done in this kind of really warm and gentle way so it's really interesting to see like the kind of two perspectives of sacrifice in that way of like the Quentin at this point point in in the kind of story where he's been hounded by all this kind of tragedy and um, hurdles and stuff in his story versus the Quentin in Elliot's head who is just like the best parts of him and like the the most shining kind of brave and gentle parts of him and it's the same sort of mentality but flipped on its head in a way that's you know just like gentle and sweet I just think that's really interesting mm-hmm. you know um, but then we see Quentin he goes to his dad he goes to Ted once again He is, fun fact, Ted Coldwater, actor man, was in an episode of Next Generation and... Let me just say he was like super young. He was like in his twenties when he did it. It's very good casting. Which episode? Um, I forget what episode it was, but it was in season four.
0: But who was he?
1: He was a like one third Romulan boy who was working as an ensign on the starship Enterprise, and he got in like a red scare kind of deal where they questioned him a whole bunch.
0: This is not a Star Trek episode. I know podcast, but but it was
1: really good I just like he looked. They they look similar. It was really good casting.
0: Well, that's because it's the same person.
1: Well, no, I mean he and jason ralph looks similar and you it was good casting. similar to
0: yourself from five years ago i'm
1: not oh my god dad that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that they did they they casted a good guy to play jason's dad because they look alike and that's good casting but q what do you mean
0: we look nothing alike
1: oh my god but q goes to ted and tells him that fillery is real And that he's explored in Fillory, he's lived in Fillory, he's been a king, he's met Ember and Umber, he's seen the questing beasts, he's seen all these different things. He's
0: eaten some terrible food.
1: He's eaten some terrible food. And his dad asks, you know, Curly Q, uh, why are you here if that's real? Um, And, you know, Quentin explains that he's on a quest and that he's kind of come at this crossroads of, like, indecision. And his dad correctly, you know, infers that magic's gone. He said he felt it and that he knew it wasn't a coincidence that a week later after magic went away that that he went into remission. And um, Quentin (laughs) explains, you know, I lived a whole life. I grew old, I got married, I had a son who grew old. And, you know, what's the point of having done all of that if not for this? And this is the only time... That Quentin talks about his kid, like how fucking weird is that? If you like had a child, like would you not want to talk about them? Like I understand if like the grief is too close. All right, here here's you know.
0: here's how I can help you with this. Like
1: if the grief is too close, I understand that. But it, it just to me here. it seems bizarre to not want to talk about your child. I at
0: all. I will help you. let's Get through this because I am a uh-huh. father. Yes. And you are not.
1: You, I am the Fillery. And you're the Fillery. Uh huh.
0: In all the scenes where we don't see Quentin, he is talking nonstop about Teddy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just like how all the times when you don't see me, I am talking nonstop about you.
1: Yes, but it'd be nice if they actually had it in canon because well, that would just be some ha- nice just representation. Like, just like in writers. the real
0: world when I'm talking about you proudly and you're not there to hear it, you're just going to have to imagine... That Quentin is talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: okay, Dad. Write your fan fiction.
0: Nope. No. It's not going to be about that. <laughs> no.
1: You just have but to guess what it's about. He says all that, and this is the first time he's. I I believe in, in my mind, this is the first time he's actually spoken publicly about that to mm. anyone aside from Elliot, who was well, his, who was his, who was the co-parent in that relationship. I'm sure, he talk
0: to Fenn about and it. Maybe. No,
1: I don't think so at Margo? all. Margot. I don't think so. Well, no, he does rush. not. Elliot does not tell Margot. They never tell... They don't tell her. Why wouldn't they tell her? I don't... It's a logical fallacy, and it pisses me off, and I can't talk more about it because it spoils. <sighs> but basically, um, Ted says, you know, I have you come to ask my permission and,
0: and, humble, and Quentin says, says, yes, Dad, no, I love no. you. No, no, Quentin Faze, says, Dad.
1: no, Quentin says, I wanted to look you in the eye and tell you that I'm sorry, but I'm going to do this. Right,
0: I'm and going it, to give you cancer.
1: No, but I mean, this shows... Is that shows, what you did to me? No, <laughs> but this shows... How dare you? <laughs> no, but this shows kind you turn of... You turned
0: magic back on and, no, and that's why I got cancer? No, shut up,
1: no. But how this, dare you? Shut up, but this kind of shows kind of how Quentin has grown from that moment where he lived that whole life and now he has taken all of that age and all of that experience with him. And, you know, when he goes to his dad again, he's anxious, yes, but it's not like the way he was in season one when he spoke to his dad. Mm-hmm. He was super nervous all the time and stuff. He's, it's very clear that he has changed, but he's been changed by this experience. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that just proves it. You know, Quentin... Uh, Okay I hate this fact and I think about it sometimes and it makes me really upset. Technically Quentin has outlived his father and also died before him Mm -hmm. and it is really upsetting to think about because Quentin outlived his father he grew older than his dad when he was uh, during the mosaic and he lived that full life but then he also dies before his dad at 26 and it's just it's so upsetting maybe to maybe he
0: feels that he can be relatable to his dad because he's been that mm-hmm. age
1: yeah i mean that's what i'm basically saying is that he's essentially leveling with him and saying you know i don't need your permission anymore i've kind of moved past that with this experience right. well, don't but worry. i'm still want to tell you because you're important to me and you're part of my life and i want to include you in this
0: that will never happen to you
1: i'll never grow older than you i mean what are you implying <laughs> <laughs> i'm immortal no.
0: so far i'm <laughs> 100 so percent.
1: so far um but teddy you know leans up to quentin he says what was his name and quentin says well we named him after you this is teddy little theodore rupert coldwater wall What a little boy. And that is where the episode ends. Presumably with Quentin telling Ted all about his life. And
0: that's the end of the series. It is not. We
1: have one more episode. do not you want it to end there? No. Why not? Because I like the next episode. All right. But yeah, that is the end of the episode. And that is the end of our episode. Yeah, what did you think?
0: What did I think? Of
1: this episode. What would you rate it?
0: What would I rate it?
1: Yeah, what would you rate it?
0: I thought that this episode does the one thing that 85 percent of the episodes in this series doesn't do
1: make josh likable
0: well no that's josh is likable no, it resolves every fucking plot line that they laid out. Everything is resolved, and therefore, because they resolve all these stupid plot lines like Renard and the fairies and all that well, stuff, the fairies
1: aren't resolved. It yet. is
0: a seven because everything's resolved, and we don't have to ever watch the show no, again. No,
1: the fairies aren't resolved yet. Oh,
0: God damn it! You can ask me. I still have to see more fairy. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Um, I already know what you want. Like you, you want you're giving this a seven.
1: Yes, I'm giving this a seven because out of seven. Because
0: you got to see Humble Drum. Yes. And you got to see an a, 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 a admission of Abigail. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, and, and I got
1: to see Candace Kane. And, and I got to see Quentin and his little man bun being vulnerable to see with his dad. Margot looking beautiful. And I got to see Margot
0: looking beautiful
1: and wearing her to awesome see costumes by Molly. Our boy
0: Hale looking very dashing yes. and kind of a green tights and a brown vest. That was a good look ale. You should have wore that all the time. (laughs) Uh, And you got to see um, uh, mention of your favorite uh, storyline, which is the mosaic. And you got to see Alice in that hot top. (laughs) And you got to see Penny eat some cereal. Penny 23. And you got to see Josh being a mensch. And you got (laughs) to see the love, death, murder uh, chart. Yes. And and we exactly. got to pause it yes. and look at all the yes, connections. Yes, we did
1: pause it to look at all the connections. Yes. I had to explain who everyone was to you. But it
0: did not explain who the werewolf was. That is still a well, mystery.
1: Well, that's season 4. Oh, okay. Um and fuck Mary. Is Gale. that
0: on is a werewolf on the chart? Was that werewolf? I don't know.
1: I think they just like... I don't think he actually talks to the person But he, the
0: werewolf should be on the chart. He
1: fucked who was a werewolf.
0: There should be that werewolf on the Presumably chart.
1: the werewolf is on the chart. Why did
0: he not mention the werewolf and he said, I mentioned the harpies?
1: Well, because he was really proud of the harpies. And he also
0: didn't mention the Teletubby.
1: Well, Josh did not fuck a Teletubby. Yeah, didn't he? No, he did not fuck a Teletubby in the books. He's in that book.
0: How do we know?
1: Because <laughs> he says he didn't. He talks about how he <laughs> fucked a banshee in the books, but not <laughs> that he fucked a teletuppy. <laughs> he did not have he did not have sexual relations with Tinky Winky Dad. <laughs> Right. Uh, but Speaking of the Teletubbies, uh, we have emails.
0: We have emails. Are you <laughs> saying that Teletubbies have sent us email?
1: The Teletubbies have sent us emails right, about the podcast. Let's hear it. Um, we have three whole emails from people. Wow. It's very exciting. This first email.
0: That was a, that was an impressed wow. That sounded very insincere, but, well, it, I, was but I was actually, no, I was saying wow. And I, I actually meant wow. Well,
1: that was really loud. Wow.
0: All right, read the emails. Okay, I want to hear first them. This
1: email is from uh, Frank Mack. The subject line says, excited Wait. excited about Scott's TM fanfic. Uh,
0: is this a male listener? Yes. Does this mean there's actually some. Uh, a nut-
1: Sergio listens. Oh, that's true. Lev listens. All right. Presumably. Do we have other
0: fathers? Well, I guess Lev is a father.
1: Yes, he is. He has three kids.
0: Well, you know.
1: <laughs> well, this is what Frank says. He All right. Says, Hi, Frank. Hey, y'all, I hear Mr. Evelyn's dad is going to write a magician's fanfic. Boy, howdy, that's good news. Can't wait to read it. Yeehaw, Frank.
0: Uh, wow, Frank, you're from Texas? That's a lo- <laughs> that was a lot of cowboyism. I have
1: a feeling I know who Frank actually is.
0: <laughs> is Frank a pseudonym for somebody? I it's
1: just Ellen. It's from Ellen has hinted that she has multiple suits.
0: She has multiple personalities? And
1: multiple pseudonyms. Oh, so here's another okay. email um, from Alan Francis says request. alan or ellen alan
0: another male
1: yes wow it says, two male listeners line, it says request it says dear fillory and father as a writer myself, I very much enjoy listening to your analysis of The Magician's TV show compared to Mr. Lev Grossman's original book series. Also, I'm excited at the idea of Scott Rogers following in the footsteps of Evelyn Rogers and all the other fine fanfiction authors who have made The Magician's their own through alternate universes and incredible stories. Scott, my, apologize for, my apologies for being so familiar. I feel as if we're on a first-name basis as I listen to you every week. Aww. I highly encourage you to delight your fans even more by doing us the great favor of writing your own The Magician's Fiction. Your truly
0: alan francis author
1: alan francis author
0: he's an author wow are you sure it's not just another pseudonym i don't know i
1: don't know well
0: if you're real alan francis (laughs) thank you
1: um and here's our last email from ellen simmons
0: oh that Um, person i know is not real that's (laughs) a fake fake name (laughs) the
1: magician's fanfic please dear ev and scott yes we want magician's fanfiction by scott yes we do yes we do you two rock. Keep it up. Love, Llewellyn. Aw. There we go.
0: All right. There well, we that's three more votes. Only 70 some odd more, 80 some odd more to go.
1: Yeah. So right. many. We're getting there. Yeah. You want to know what's happening? In what? The the, the Magicians fandom?
0: Uh, sure. Why not?
1: Yeah. So in July, there's going to be a charity event for the Covenant House uh, called Philanthropy Bitches. Um, there's going to be Is an Is that philanthropy auction. with an F? No. that would have
0: been more clever
1: no um there's going to be some memory bears being sold with fabric from the show there's also going to be enamel memories
0: are in those bears it's just a
1: bear it's just a little teddy bear with like made from fabric from the show
0: who's making these teddy bears
1: person involved in the organizer do we
0: get to see what they look like yes, before when, they're made
1: when they go they're already made they're oh. gonna be auctioned up
0: Are there gonna be pictures july. online there ahead will of be, time
1: it's not yet because it's happening in july because then
0: i can look at it it's and happening go in july i like that bear there will also
1: be enamel pins for sale what, that will what go are go the, to am- the cov- what are the coven enamel pins which will be fillery themed netherlands all kinds of stuff but like what i We're not done with the stuff. Let me finish How many my pins spiel. Are oh there my god! Be. I don't know. I'm trying
0: to drum up business for you're you. You're not helping you're Just know. interrupting.
1: <laughs> you're just interrupting right. and there's also going to be a fan book with both authors and artists collaborating mm-hmm. um and right now it's looking like it's probably going to be around 38 pages maybe 40 of uh, with original art and original fiction specifically for the theme of the book which is the in-between moments uh between major plot points in the magician so kind of those little quiet bits and kind of the, the breathers in between the lots of trauma that goes on in the show. Um, and it's going to be really cool and fun. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what's happening right now. Not much else, if I remember correctly. Um, Any conventions
0: yeah. coming up yet? Yeah?
1: Not that I know of. Not that I know of. But, you know, you know, Galaxy Con, Wizard World always kind of does magician stuff. So if they're mm. doing it, that would those would be the people to kind of watch out for. All right
0: you gotta yeah. watch out for those wizards
1: watch out for those wizards really it's more the GalaxyCon con people that's true a bunch more of sci-fi recently. nerds yeah um but yeah that's what's happening
0: all right well that's great um hey. if somebody wants to contact you maybe send us an yeah, email would where would people find you
1: well you can find us at fillary and father at gmail.com fillary father on twitter and fillerianfather father on tiktok you can find where. Where can people find you?
0: Well, if you go down the freeway and you no, take a run. Right, no, you're not doxing
1: us. Oh, okay. you're not gonna dox us. I didn't say the,
0: which freeway.
1: Don't it could dox, be in
0: Alabama for all they know. Don't
1: dox us on the podcast. all
0: right Why is it called dox? Anyway? I don't know. Say Is your, it like say what's your, up, dox?
1: Say your say your fucking socials. <laughs> I,
0: I, that's I even worse so i'm not again. gonna give my social security number
1: oh my god all right
0: i can be found at mighty bedbug on instagram on twitter that's it i'm giving up all the other socials uh-huh. well that's not true but i'm just not giving them out and what about you
1: you can find me at wow underscore underscore then on twitter at fishy on instagram and on patreon also under the name evelyn rogers and just to spice it up i also have a youtube where you Spicy. can watch you know animatics and stuff if you like are into that kind of thing do you have recipes no recipes just videos how
0: about a magician's cooking show no like how to make pigeon tacos that
1: happens later um but not the pigeon tacos thing it's the winds of fate happens in season four um but you're giving me a face like you don't remember i don't remember josh gets a cooking show what yeah it happens very briefly is
0: it like cooking with taco
1: no it's like cooking with josh and it's like a little mtv crew but that's besides the point next episode is the finale of season three it's called um will you play with me and i'm very excited more
0: excitingly what we have mrs mr Elvillan's dad
1: whoa what was that We have Brenda Rogers, my mother, your wife, coming on the podcast. And then, she's very excited. After that, we have the finale to the kind of book series that we've been doing. We are finally going to talk about the Magician's Land. Fair warning I do tear up like four times (laughs) talking about the book.
0: And uh, spoiler warning I don't tear up.
1: Yes, dad does not. All right. Um, but yeah, and we're gearing up for those kind of finale things. So Ed. get will ready have...
0: for a summer of excitement. Yes,
1: will vroom, we? Vroom. Will we take a brief break? Who's to say?
0: Oh God, I hope so.
1: <laughs> I, I guess could, that's, I that's, that's to break. say. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank and you for and listening. You'll us next time on, on
0: Fillory, Fillory and, and Father. Father. Yay! Hooray! We, we did, did it, it. <laughs> again. Bye.